<laughs> oh, man. There's another sporting season cancellation as the world continues to battle with the coronavirus pandemic. Now, just shortly before going on air, the 2019-2020 French football season is now effectively over after the French Prime Minister, Edouard Philippe, announced today that no sporting events will take place until at least September. And to tell us a little bit more on this announcement, I am joined by Jonathan Johnson, who's coming through live from Paris uh, for us. He is a PSG Ligue 1, as well as France correspondent uh, for ESPN FC. Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Hi there. Thanks a lot for having me on. Was this an expected announcement, Jonathan? Uh, I'm, I'm not so sure it was expected right now. It, was, it kind of felt more inevitable, certainly in the hours leading up uh, to the to the declaration, uh, I, I think the the fact that there'd be no football um, before September, uh, you know, came as a as a bit of a surprise. But then again, uh, you know, if we cast our minds back to to last week, obviously we had the the very sad news about uh, Montpellier's uh, junior Sambia, who who was put into a, an artificial coma after contracting coronavirus. Uh, you know, thankfully he's starting to breathe for himself now, uh, and so looks looks to be sort of. You know, the, the situation there looks a bit more positive than it did last week. Uh, you know, but I think that was perhaps a wake-up call uh, for French football. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's helped a, a couple of things, um, you know, unblock the, the situation relating to um, the, the coronavirus in French football in recent days, notably with the, uh, the deal struck between the, the two TV rights holders who were refusing to, to pay the professional clubs in France. Tell us about that deal, though. Have, have they agreed to pay for them? Because it always seems, Jonathan, that uh, all over the world, and I suppose including here in South Africa, uh, that, that's somehow of a deal break and knowing or not knowing what the uh, broadcasters are, are likely to do with the money. Basically, what's happened is the broadcasters in France, so Canal Plus and, and BN Sports, have paid for the football that has already been played. So the, the clubs feel that they now have the money that they were owed for what's already happened on the pitch. Uh, you know, however, understandably, Canal Plus and BN Sports haven't paid the the full amount because there's no more football being played. Uh, so, it, you know, it's impossible for all of the clubs to demand the full amount when they know that they're not going to be able to play, or they knew, uh, you know, because this was this was before today's announcement. They knew that you know no football was going to be played anytime soon. People didn't know that it was going to be until September, and this now complicates issues because. Obviously, that money uh, was for the remainder of the season, a season which may well now not be played. Uh, the, the season won't become null and void, as many people are uh, speculating, but uh, at this moment in time, the, the French League and the French Football Federation haven't decided exactly what they're going to do in terms of the, you know, how to rank the league, if the league is going to be finished, or if they're going to try to finish it in, in September, which seems very unlikely. It seems like this decision has already pushed uh, you know, Ligue 1 and Ligue 2 to effectively finish for the 2019-20 campaign, but there's a lot of stuff uh, you know, linked to it that, that, that gets a bit messed up. I mean, the, the Coupe de la Ligue, which is the League Cup, uh, one of the ways into European qualification for French teams, it was supposed to be the last edition of it this year, uh, that final now won't be played. Uh, so, you know, what happens there? Do they have to play 
uh, for, you know, for one final season um, before the before the, the tournament is is effectively deleted, uh, or do they just forget about that and the last match in in the, that competition's history will be the the semi-finals? Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff up in the air at the moment, uh, and with a new TV deal coming in for next season. Uh, there's going to be a lot of eyes on the situation again with Canal Plus and, and BN Sports in the next couple of weeks. Sure. But the new TV deal will still be with those two broadcasters. It's not going to be shifting hands at all. No, the, the, the new TV deal that, uh, that is coming in is, uh, is with Media Pro, who are based in Spain. Uh, and they, during the dispute, actually offered to be ready or stated that they were ready to take over immediately uh, in terms of the, the league on broadcasting rights if... Canal Plus and BN were unable to, to fulfill their responsibilities. That now doesn't look like it will be necessary uh, because, uh, you know, the decision taken today. Uh, but uh, they will, whenever the 2020-21 season gets underway, be the new TV rights holders uh, for French football. Well, Jonathan, I know that it says, and, and you've also said it yourself, though, that at least until September, and those are important words, that at least until. So it's not confirmed, because I would ask the question, why would they project September and be sure that football can continue as of September? Well, I think uh, by, saying, by saying September, that allows uh, France as a country more time to work out exactly uh, you know, how they're going to, to complete the deconfinement uh, process uh, and also to, to see how it's going because for French football teams a return to, to action behind closed doors would not really solve uh, the, you know a lot of the problems that come with not having football at the moment because many of these clubs depend on, on the money raised you know by match days ticket sales merchandise that kind of thing so uh, you know I think that this this sort of decision at this moment in time, uh, you know, allows France, it, it buys France a bit more time, basically, to see how deconfinement starts, uh, you know, whether there's a, a flare-up of, uh, of cases and, and people testing positive for coronavirus again. Uh, and, and also, I think it allows them to weather the majority of the summer, which they are, I imagine they are expecting, uh, you know, to be, to be quite rife in terms of, uh, you know, people reporting uh, new cases. Yeah, and I guess, like you said, they've given themselves almost like a month now to set aside um, and try and resolve those major issues uh, because we saw even on Friday uh, with the Eredivisie also, you know, calling it quits for the season. I think Belgium um, and now, obviously, France coming into the mix. So it's, uh, it's about three uh, different parts of the world in Europe where football has been brought to a halt because of the COVID-19. Um, but, you know, there's, there's Champions League qualification, that promotion and, and relegation issues, as you spoke about again. It, it is important, and at some point, UEFA is going to have to step forward and also raise its hand and give some form of direction. I know the FIFA medical doctor has come forward today, Jonathan. I don't know how much you've been privy to uh, reading some of what he has said, but he's, he's certainly not for playing behind closed doors because because he basically feels that it defeats the whole objective. If the objective is to keep the social distancing, then football, being a contact sport, cannot achieve that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think at this moment in time, it's very difficult to envisage how you know, football could be played uh, effectively and, and sort of in a, in a state of normality with you know, so many of these rules about uh, you know, uh, distancing and everything. I've also seen that there's you know, potential for a rule to come in about... Um, 
bitting because of the you know the, mm. the threat that that would pose in in terms of spreading the virus as well. Uh, so it, you know I think at this moment in time the pressure really does seem to be mounting on UEFA to to take a decision. Uh, we all know that there's the, this date at the end of May that's been set. Uh, you know, for leagues to communicate whether they think they're going to be able to finish their seasons or not. Uh, and obviously that will then feed into UEFA's decision as to whether they can try to, to finish the, the current Champions League campaign. Uh, and, you know, the, the French decision again uh, is, is going to influence that because, of course, PSG had already booked their place in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, having knocked out Borussia Dortmund and Lyon are leading Juventus uh, after the first leg of their round of 16 clash. Uh, you know, so every time a country like France or like the Netherlands takes a decision like this, uh, you know, it puts more and more pressure on UEFA, uh, you know, to, to make a similar decision regarding the, the, the Champions League. And, you know, it almost feels at this moment in time like many of the domestic leagues are kind of hanging on because of what might happen with uh, continental competition. Uh, you know, more so than, you know, what might happen with their with their domestic competitions, particularly when you bear in mind how much money is at stake, uh, you know, when they're, co- when they're competing to qualify for both the Champions League and the Europa League. And just to bring up to speed a lot of our listeners in terms of what the FIFA Medical Committee Chairman Michael uh, Dehoog had to say, I think he was speaking to Sky Sports News Chief uh, Reporter Brian Swansong, and uh, he basically said, and I'm going to quote here, this is the most dramatic situation that we have lived in since the Second World War. Uh, we should not underestimate it. We must be realistic. Football can only be possible if contact is possible again. Football remains a contact sport, and avoiding contact is one of the first things that everybody says um, is that you should avoid contact. It is still about social distancing. Testing is an important point, but you have to repeat them. Uh, And if one of the players becomes positive, you have to put the whole group into quarantine. Is that a solution? for a normal competition. And I think these are good points that he's making because one person tests positive and you've had interaction, then the entire group has to go into a quarantine. And that takes up, again, what, another 14 days or so, Jonathan? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that brings us back to the situation in French football, like I said, with what happened to yeah. Junior Sambia last week. Him testing positive shows that, you know, the, the coronavirus is still a threat uh, for French uh, football players. And it's, uh, uh, you know, something that, Nobody can take any risks with at the moment, uh, you know, and I think that's that's one of the things that has influenced uh, this decision. I know that there's already calls, particularly from the likes of uh, La Liga's Javier Tebas, uh, saying that, uh, that the French government has been too quick in making this decision. Uh, you know, but I also think that, the, in, in fairness to the government, they didn't want to be slow to react either. I don't think they wanted to, uh, you know, be having to, you know, deal with a number of, of, of positive cases. Uh, and potentially exposing the entire league uh, or, or squads of players to, uh, you know, to somebody who's tested positive or might be carrying the virus without uh, displaying symptoms. What's your personal feeling, though, Jonathan? I mean, you, you're involved, you've, you've watched and you see what's happened, you've seen the numbers grow. Uh, we've seen in the EPL in England again, it had to take an Arsenal coach uh, to test positive for it to re- really rain home and big decisions had to be taken uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, what's your personal view? Just basically seeing football shut down, seeing communities trying to rebuild but uh, still not flattening the curve? Uh, obviously, it's sad and it's frustrating. Uh, you know, it's difficult for somebody like me who makes their living through the through the sport. But uh, you know, in line with what so many other people have said about this so far, 
uh, you know, there are bigger things uh, or more important things in life than football at the moment. And, you know, you you, you can't put anything before health, um, you know, and I, I, I completely agree with that. And I think uh, as much as it is, uh, you know, frustrating to be without, you know, uh, our favorite pastime, uh, you know, it's a, it's a necessary evil at this moment in time until we figure out, uh, you know, a way to sort of uh, deal with this and, and, and move forward. You know, this, uh, you know, as has been said so many times, is, is an unprecedented, uh, you know, period in, uh, in, in our history. Uh, you know, and I think that it, it's, you, you can't be too careful uh, in, the, in this sort of situation at the moment. And, and maybe just again on a personal evaluation, would completing the remainder of a season make more sense than calling it and saying and declaring it to be null and void and, and therefore affecting promotion, relegation, etc.? But to try and push, even if it's beyond September, but at least for a completion of a season that was closer to being completed? I mean, I think the, the, the other complication is the fact that there's already had to be changes for, for, for big international tournaments. Uh, you know, like the Euro, like the like the Olympics. I think the timing of of all this has made things particularly complicated because the start of the following season, the 2020-2021 season, uh, you know, is already sort of on this uh, uh, on on this stopwatch uh, that's, that's building up towards next summer. Now, uh, you know, that means there's going to be pressure on leagues to be finished, uh, you know, in time for the players uh, concerned to be you know to be able to prepare for these. Competitions, and uh, you know, I don't think that's really. It, it, it makes it very difficult for seasons that, that that were quite far away from being completed, of which Ligue 1 was one of them. Considering that there's ten rounds of matches left, uh, you know, I, I think that makes it very, very difficult for for those seasons to to finish. I mean, I think there's a lot of logic in in the people arguing uh, that with uh, the World Cup in 2022 in Qatar coming up. That you know there could be a potential global change of the you know the, the scheduling of the football seasons uh, in order to be in line with, with with how that one's going to play out because obviously we know that's going to be uh, played during the European winter, uh, but it's just the the fact that you've got the the Euro, you've got the Olympics, uh, you've got the the, the Copa America that was supposed to be all played this summer that are now going to be expected to be played next summer and it, it, it makes things very very complicated and, and you know things are already on a on, on quite a tight schedule time wise Jonathan Johnson thank you so much indeed for joining us here all the way in South Africa and stay strong stay safe thank you very much you too speak soon all right, that's a PSG Legan as well as France correspondent uh, for ESPN FC. Jonathan Johnson uh, joining us live from Paris.